What's going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, an emergency podcast, as Carson Wentz has been traded from the Philadelphia Eagles. I go through all of that, what the Eagles got, what I think about the team, all of that sort of stuff, along with a Genesis Open discussion, NBA All-Star voting for the starters, all of that sort of stuff. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen cart, wherever you get your podcasts. Thunder BLG on Twitter is where you can follow us there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram is where I do all my recaps. Normally of golf this week, I explain why, but was basically I was sick. As well as the Bullpen Cart podcast group on Facebook where you can be a part of the conversation. But enjoy this week's podcast. Let us know what you think in the comments. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man, and the Philadelphia Eagles have traded Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick in this year's draft, the 85th overall pick, and a conditional 2022 pick. Currently, a second-rounder could turn into a first-rounder. Depends on how healthy Carson Wentz is. And oh boy, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I originally wanted to have a podcast tonight. Not sure what I was going to talk about. The Eagles dropped this. They trade Carson Wentz, which... You know what? I wasn't entirely sold on Carson after he... After the end of the year, after everything with Doug. And then Carson requests a trade. You know what? A guy wants out. Give him the out. But the Eagles... They played themselves. This is a trade that you, if you're an Eagles fan, I'm not sure how you feel about this. If you really hated Carson Wentz that much, are you really that happy that you now have to root for him? For you to get a, any real value out of this? Are you cool with two second rounders? If you think Carson Wentz is that shitty, that he isn't going to live up to the conditions, which are... He needs to play 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs for that to turn into a first rounder. But the real kick in the pants is that the Eagles are eating $33 million of his contract, the largest dead cap hit in NFL history. And you have to wonder what happened. Were they that desperate to get him out of here? And I don't know. I am really frustrated. I get it. There was a $10 million salary bonus or roster bonus, I think is what it was called. And you didn't want to pay that. And I don't know. The Eagles, I get it. It's covid and you're not bringing in that much revenue in terms of a cash stream, but just pay that and not put a time, an alarm clock on what's going on, a time frame. And 
I don't know. I think the Colts knew Carson really likes Frank Reich. He wants to go back into the system that works for him. New guy, a new coach with the Eagles. And he's not going to like it. Doug and him clearly had different vibes there. Howie and him very clearly had different vibes, even though Howie's the guy who makes the trade in 2016, which I, I want to exclude that from all of this because the Rams did that too to get Jared Goff, and, and very clearly they had this giant tree, which I'm not saying the Eagles should have gotten. They shouldn't have gotten multiple picks like the Rams got for Jared Goff, for Matt Stafford, and all this different stuff, or rather the reverse, that the the Lions got for to get Jared Goff. You guys are getting what I'm saying. Of That multiple first-round picks should have been thrown out for Carson Wentz. He has not played that way. 2020 clearly threw whatever multiple first-round picks may or may not have been in a trade values future for Carson Wentz. But I don't know. It's a third-round pick right now and then a potential first-round pick. And that's assuming that he does that well in 2021 for the Indianapolis Colts. It seems low. The fact that you're eating that much salary really makes it seem that low. But really the fact that once you've drafted him, he's a guy who has a decent rookie year, like most rookies do. No tape out there. Blah, blah, blah. He does that. 2017 MVP-like season is a huge part of why the Eagles were in the position that they were to get to the Super Bowl and win. You want to say Carson versus Nick Foles. You want to argue all that sort of stuff when the Eagles let him go. And Nick Foles ends up going to Jacksonville and is now in Chicago and and everything there. And the Foles versus Wentz stands. It's crazy how that all ends up happening. But now it doesn't matter. What's nuts about everything here is the front office. Crazy enough to think it's the front office. It didn't end up being quarterback versus quarterback. The best thing they did was let Nick Foles go to the free market, giving Carson Wentz an extension like they did, and then end up drafting a second-round pick to take a quarterback, a guy who seemed like he could be a franchise quarterback, and maybe he will with with the Eagles. I have nothing against Jalen Hurts and what he could potentially do. But the fact that you tank an extension that you're worried about from a guy who you traded all that stuff with, which again, I don't want to include that of what the Eagles gave up for Carson Wentz. All the stuff the Browns got and what they turned that into doesn't really have to do with Carson Wentz's career. I don't like to think that. Again, what he was able to do in 2017 put the Eagles into a position to win a Super Bowl. So that's enough in my book. If you disagree with me, fine. But they won a Super Bowl in 2017. 
post Carson Wentz trade. So you can't be too upset with that. What upsets me is that post that Super Bowl, the drafting from Howie Roseman, the GM, is so terrible. The signings are awful, or at least are questionable at best. But the injuries are the only thing that helps the cause. I don't know, Andre Dillard's hurt. Alshon Jeffrey, who had been hurt a ton with the Bears, stayed healthy throughout that 2017 season and it was healthy in 2018. You know, obviously the ball goes through his hands in, the, in that Saints game and, you know, you can say what you will. But a number of different guys, Deshaun Jackson gets hurt as soon as he comes back to the Eagles. All this different stuff. It, it almost sounds like Phillies types of injuries post Bryce Harper signing of crazy things that happen with, with, these different guys that are signed on to the Eagles. But I don't know. It's just crazy to think of how the media wanted Foles versus Wentz to be the talking point for so long in Philly. If you go on Philadelphia Sports Radio or wherever, where if it was just hot take media wanting to to have this and it turned into a legitimate conversation... And if Howie Roseman wanted that conversation so badly to be a thing, or if he didn't think that Carson was that guy to do it because he got knocked out of a playoff game in 2020, the end of the 2019 season, January 2020, against the Seahawks because Jadavian Clowney led with his head and ends up taking Jalen Hurts after hearing all this. Did we make the mistake now? keeping Nick Foles conversation going. I don't know. It's it's just nuts to me that you extend a guy and then immediately cannonball that deal. I am so upset and really am really not a fan of Howie Roseman. And I alluded to it a lot throughout the season of that I thought he should go that I thought Doug should go, but Doug was more of a of a circumstance of just how bad the season was going, especially after week 17 of kind of misleading his guys and making it seem like it was this all-over-the-board decision-making to sit Jalen Hurts and all of that. Once Jalen Hurts was the starter, you know what? I was trusting Doug. I didn't know if that was a Howie decision or what it was. And it was weird because, again, the Howie drafting him in the second round kind of pressed a lot of guys cards to have to be thrown down to the to the table time is of the essence is it's a cliche but time really became the eagles worst enemy of that how he drafted a quarterback in the second round when you have a former number overall number two overall pick wow i can't talk tonight you have him as your quote-unquote franchise quarterback that you've now traded. But you have that guy. You you pick him and then effectively put a clock on him. And ultimately, the clock struck on the Eagles. Because it turns out the Colts knew to wait. So many rumors were that Carson Wentz was going to go to Frank Reich. And the Colts knew that. They sent him a third-round pick and a conditional second next year. 
could be a first if Carson Wentz stays healthy, which if so many Eagles fans were so negative on him, they're going to think this guy can't stay healthy. And now, ironically, they have to root for him to be healthy enough to play enough games for it to be a first-round pick. And I don't know. At this point, I'm glad the saga is over. People have pointed out to me, my friends have said, oh, well, now he won't be a distraction at camp. I get that. But all the stuff the Eagles did, and again, I don't want to put it all on to what they gave up to go get the number two pick five years ago. But that's a big part of it. That, the fact that you extend him, the fact that you immediately go out and draft a second round pick, you spend so much time talking about it, and you now trade him for not that much, and you retain so much of the salary again the largest dead cap hit in nfl history it's so frustrating it's tough tough to hear as an eagles fan i'm sorry for ranting that long i normally try to have somebody else out there with me to bounce ideas off of maddie is skiing i try to get greg who normally riles me up even more to come on, but he's also busy with work. I was pretty busy with work this week. I was also sick for a couple days. Thought it was the Rona. Thankfully, it wasn't. Uh, turned out to be a stomach bug. That's why we didn't get a golf pre- preview and recap. Uh, flipped what those were supposed to be. Recap for the previous week up at Pebble and a preview for this week at the Genesis Open. But we got one round in. And so far, so good. We got some good names, some bigger names out there. Sam Burns, a guy who's floated his name out there as the leader. Matthew Fitzpatrick in second, tied with Max Homa. Patrick Cantlay, Joaquin Neenaman, Matt Jones, Scotty Scheffler. Number of guys tied at fourth. Alex Noren in there, too. It should be a lot of fun to see how this tournament goes. The Genesis Open... Hosted by Tiger Woods at Riviera Country Club. Very L.A. type tournament. This one's a lot of fun. I'm at a loss for words of how this tournament should play out. Especially the fact that so many guys were firing throughout the first day. I'd love to see the leaderboard continue to shake out. Because there are guys who finished above par and I think just may not necessarily have been ready to go. A number of guys who finish just even par. The greens there are tough. The current cut would be even par. So it's fun to see these guys have to battle to be in that sort of a position. Right now, Maverick McNeely, a guy who I have thought his name has been on the map, but it feels like his name continuously becomes on the map whenever he is in a top 10 did really well at pebble beach maverick mcneely did and he is right now would be on the quote-unquote cut line at plus one along with guys like kevin streelman a guy who was featured a lot last week at pebble beach what a fucking tournament that was i didn't get a chance to recap this so i apologize same thing with the flyers i'll recap them tomorrow or today when you're listening to this but and the Flyers is because of COVID, but the Pebble Beach, what a 
What a weekend from that. Strillman was a big part of that. And just presented a lot of it. But a number of great shots. And again, guys who are right in the mix. And right now there's seven shots out of this thing because of how well Sam Burns played today. But like, you gotta think guys like Hideki, Victor Hovland, Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau, Bubba, who's kind of had his own ups and downs throughout the, <laughs> the PGA Tour over the last couple of years, that these guys figure their shit out, at least a few of them. Obviously, week after week, some guys make the cut, some guys don't, some guys just don't have it. But you gotta think they have it going. And the fact that this many guys are in position to do something like that, at least through one day. Again, you guys might, at this point that you listen to the podcast, it might be a completely different point in the Genesis Open. Genesis Invitational, I should say. It might look different. But it should be a lot of fun. The course is awesome. A little more Parklandy, a little tighter, not as scenic. It's hard to be more scenic than Pebble Beach. But regardless, this course has a lot of character to it. Enjoy the weekend. Let's talk about a couple of different things. Again, this one's going to be a short podcast. But some college basketball. This season's been awesome. I got to say that. We haven't talked a lot about it on the podcast. And part of that is... We've had a lot of football to talk about. Matty D hasn't had his chance to catch up on everything, but we have two undefeated teams, Gonzaga and Baylor, one and two, Michigan one tonight at number three, Ohio State one tonight, number four, Michigan, Ohio State plays Sunday, leading right into the Flyers-Bruins outdoor hockey game. This season's pretty fun. I got to say that. I know um, Duke and Carolina... They're not ranked. Duke has guys opting out. But this is going to be a good tournament. I know the bubble's going to be really interesting. It's going to be different where the first day of the tournament, instead of being Thursday, is going to be Friday or the first big day, I should say. But I'm excited. I know that different schools have had different experiences through this. Nova's been upset Virginia's been upset the Blue Bloods have had their ups and downs and you know I'm excited to see how this tournament goes and we still got a pretty much a month until selection Sunday and until then hopefully COVID holds it up I know we've had a lot of delays throughout this season But it seems like the Blue Bloods are persisting. I know my alma mater, Lehigh, has struggled throughout a few different things. But granted, they weren't a top 25 team to begin with. But in terms of the top schools, it seems like we're getting some serious noise. And a lot of different opinions all over the place. At least looking at the voting and how the top 25 has been working... We're getting a lot of schools that appear with votes that get close to the top 25 poll. And that's exciting to see. It means that we'll probably get a lot of conversations as championship week, whatever that ends up looking like for these various different conferences. And and some 
may try to do a bubble. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they try to do their normal single location ideas and go hybrid bubble style of just their players have their normal hotel room styles. I mean, it's effectively a bubble. You got to think that way, right? Of, you know, the, the Big East in New York or the ACC and the rotating location that they end up doing. I don't know where it's supposed to be this year. But you're getting what I'm saying of what they decide to do. You know, the the Big Ten in, in Indy and so on and so forth. Sometimes they do Chicago. It'll be fun to see what they end up doing. And I'm excited that we get March Madness. That we're seemingly getting there. And I know it's been kind of a crazy season throughout COVID, but it's going to be fun. One last sports talk, and then we could kind of get into more fun things. Basketball, we announced all-star starters, and it turned out to be kind of an interesting announcement. I don't know if we're totally shocked by all of them, but... In terms of the order, it it got kind of weird. And specifically what I mean by that is the Giannis gets announced as number one because he was on all of the media votes, whereas Joel Embiid ends up being on not all of the media votes. Um, He was only left off one of them, but ends up still being a starter. But it ends up being Eastern Conference, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, I almost said Kevin Beal, Bradley Beal, and Kyrie Irving for the East. And for the West, it's Steph, Luka, LeBron, Nikola Jovic, and Jokic. Jovic. Isn't that the fucking star from Resident Evil movies? Uh, And Kawhi is the fifth starter. Not a total shock out of that. I, I don't know who I would replace for who. Um... It'll be fun to see what happens. And in the West, it turned out that the top three for the front court was LeBron, Jokic, Kawhi in that order. And then the weighted average ends up being AD, Paul George, Zion. Um, Carmelo ends up being 10th in there. And that seems strange to me, but I guess he's a fan favorite. So throw him in there. He's 10th. Rudy Gobert ends up being thrown up. Media ended up having him 4th, which he's having a really good season, which I don't know. The the fan voting in terms of all-star games, you can say what you will about it, but I don't know. It's an exhibition game. Let the fans fucking say what they will. The media having their way with it. The fact that their 10 ended up being within this 10 kind of seems weird to me. It's not in order. It's LeBron 1, Jokic 2, Kawhi is 3rd overall, 4th, then AD 3, Paul George 5th, Zion 8th, and he ends up being 6th, um, and then Ingram 6th. They they ranked him against Zion, and then Christian Wood 10th. I get Christian Wood is injured and all that sort of stuff, but I don't know, that's crazy. Rudy Gobert 7th, Zion, uh, and then Kamaral 9th, and I don't know, that's crazy. But then the backcourt... Uh, Steph and Luca, Dame's two. I feel like Dame is the only one that might have been screwed out of all this just because of how good he's been. Um, the weighted 
stuff is tiebreaker for starting spot is fan rank, which I guess that means if one of them's hurt, he's in. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's right there. Devin Booker makes sense. John Morant, cool. CJ McCollum, again, it's one of those things. The, the players ranked him lower because he's hurt, I guess. The media had him tied for fifth. I don't know. The media, maybe, the, do they need more votes? I don't know. It, it seems like they're denominator might be too low I, I don't know it's crazy stuff the fans had them had him at 10th Shea Gilders Alexander Alexander blah, 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 blah. I can't talk tonight but had him 11th crazy stuff DeMar DeRozan 10th it's in from San San Antonio and I don't know all-star voting's nuts but let's go to the east uh mentioned Durant, Giannis, Joel, one, two, three, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Bam, Julius Randle, Sabonis, Grant, and Gordon Hayward are the rest of that top ten. Nothing shocking. More the fact that I guess that this is kind of the consensus, it seems, with the three different votes. Um the the backcourt for guards. It's Beal and Kyrie are the starters. Harden's three. It's probably just because he got voted out or voted over, traded over, and then voted too late. Uh, Zach Levine's right there. Makes sense. Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Russ. Ben Simmons is eighth, which is really funny because he's 11th in fan voting. Fred Van Vliet, Colin Sexton are right there. Colin Sexton, who fans and media liked, but the players didn't. Tenth overall. 13th ranked by the players, 9th in the media and fan vote. Uh, I guess that gets you 10th and I don't know. Rankings are crazy to see what the differences between they are. It's funny that hockey has a player's vote in terms of MVP versus what the media thinks. And I don't know. I'd love to see basketball do something like that too. And, and I kind of like to see what the all-star vote Although, again, I, I like that the fans have a voice there. So, that's really going to do it on the sports side of things. Other stuff that's going on, obviously haven't been in the movies in forever. Did watch The Little Things, the new Denzel movie a couple weeks back. And, man, that movie's weird. Denzel's kind of all over the boards. Plays an older guy, older cop, who... Goes down to L.A., his old stomping grounds. Kind of gets caught up in what he thinks might be part of an old case. If you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil it. Remy Malik's in it. Plays the new hotshot cop. And movie gets kind of weird from there. Jared Leto pops up as a potential suspect. And it's a weird movie. If you're kind of in uh, the mood to get spooked out, I'd say go for it. Not the greatest movie I've seen. Definitely some weird plot points to it. Um, but if you're one of those that likes to see movie stars doing movie star kind of movies, this is what that felt like of a... Denzel wanted to do the... Not necessarily training day cop, but a cop who doesn't play by the rules, kind of says fuck you to his officials. That kind of a movie. Again, this is not training day. But he is that kind of vibe to it. Like he lives in a trailer with a dog that he kind of just 
says, I'll see you later. And then at the end of the movie, he says, hey, I'm back. Like, that's the kind of vibe the movie shows off. So if you see the little things, let me know. That's out there. Um, elsewhere, Emily and I, third and girl, have been watching All American, which is certainly not a new show. It's a couple seasons in. But wow, what a show that is. It's been entertaining. A lot of drama, as you might imagine, from a CW show, but it's been awesome so far. I gotta say, I've really enjoyed it. Um, the The different themes to it, obviously, the sports aspect, really plays to my love of sports and and of football. But I highly recommend it if you're a big fan of dramas and and all that sort of stuff. So check out All American. It's on Netflix. Uh, other than that, nothing too much I've been watching. So I'm going to call it for this podcast, a really quick one for this week. We'll be back with hockey next week and more stuff. We've got some things in the talks of interviews, maybe some retrospectives and, and recaps of other TV shows. But if you have different stuff that you want us to talk about, let us know. ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbug Sports on Instagram, the, the Bullpen Card Podcast on Facebook, the group that you can be a part of the conversation. But that is it. I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the outdoor hockey games. And let's go Flyers. <laughs>